Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercia Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Services available in office or virtual. Schedule your consultation now. For more information, visit MerciaWellness.com. Mercia Wellness and Consulting, small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now, now on, on with, with the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Marcia, licensed clinical social worker. And we're continuing our series on dads in the month of Father's Day. Yes, you heard that correct. We have dubbed June as Father's Day month. And we're going strong and we're not backing down. So if you got a problem with it, send me an email, uh, send me a DM. That's quite all right with me. I'd like to take a moment and wish all the dads who are listening um, and even the ones who are not yet listening. I'd like to wish you guys a happy Father's Day, even though by the time you hear this episode, uh, you would have celebrated already. I do sincerely hope it was a good time for you. So all in all, I hope you guys had a good uh, Father's Day. Uh, and I hope you're continuing to have a good Father's Day month. Okay, so if you have a father, if there's a father in your life, um, we are not stopping yet. All right, we have some, we still have some time left in June where we're celebrating dads. So a couple housekeeping things. Uh, we we told you that we are uh, getting ready to uh, wrap up season one. Yay. Uh, I know we told you that before, but this time we're for real, for real, for real. So much so, so much so that by the time you hear this episode, we would have already gone on vacation. Okay. As a matter of fact, it would be the first leg of our vacation. Um, We're actually going to be doing some camping uh, in the Florida Keys. And if you've been to the Florida Keys, if you've driven by it or even seen it on a postcard, um, you know it's it's definitely going to be a good time. So so we'll be taking advantage of this tropical oasis that we live in. And then uh, on the second leg, uh, we're going to link up with some family and head on up into, uh, into Canada. Um, when I say some family, I'm not talking one or two. We actually have about 10 or 12 other family members that we're going to be traveling with. Um, if you know anything about us, you know this is a tradition that we keep, um, whether it's road tripping or uh, camping or whatever the case is, whether it's cruising, we roll deep. So uh, we're doing it again. Um, and as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, even though we're not going to be uh, releasing any new episodes other than the remaining Dadfident series, you uh, can connect with us actually you can keep track of us and our travels and our adventures i started a a new passion project uh it's called creole adventures and the idea behind creole adventures is that we're already outside we're already in the woods we're already on these adventures why not just share the adventure 
Um, every now and then we post some pics and videos, but uh, we've actually created a whole Instagram called Creole Adventures. And uh, if you get a chance, we encourage you to check it out. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe to that. Check out the Instagram Creole Adventures. Uh, follow there. Creole Adventures is spelled with a C. That's C-R-E-O-L-E Adventures. Creole Adventures is the Instagram. But enough of that. We're going to get into our second part of our conversation with Mr. Tracy Martin. Uh, as you all know, uh, father of the late Trayvon Martin, who was uh, murdered back in 2012. He's talking about some of the things you and I uh, hope we never have to um, go through. I look at him and his um, experience. I look at him and uh, the, the, the turn that his life has, has taken. And I, I pray for this man. I encourage him as he has been an encouragement for me. Um, he's doing a lot to uh, speak up for the community, to speak up for dads, and to speak up for our kids. So if you ever get a chance, check out the, his some of his work, his writings, his book, the Trayvon Martin Foundation. will link you to everything that he does. Uh, the work that he does for fathers, circle of fathers, and all the camps that he puts on for the kids. So that is who we're talking about. We're really talking, talking with a beacon of the community. So now, without any further ado, uh, any further delay, we're just going to pick up where we left off with part two of our Dad for Dent series conversation with Mr. Tracy Martin. Enjoy. You know, just knowing that the likeness of, of Trayvon um, has been the voice for many of our children, uh, many of our, uh, not, no, not only our children, but many of our families, uh, because you look, at, you look at the likeness of Trayvon, just the image of Trayvon, and you know that he galvanized this country in a way that we haven't seen in years. Um, and this is, and a lot of people uh, compared it to, compared Trayvon to uh, Emmett Till. Uh, honored to know that Trayvon uh, uh, shed so much light on the injustices that that plague our country. Yeah, you look at and it, and Trayvon just didn't happen in 2012. It's been happening for years. It's just haven't it just haven't been discovered. You know, nobody had the nobody had the nobody really had the the uh, courage to stand up. To society and say no this is wrong and so by us standing up and you know exposing I, I pretty much exposing the state of Florida and the judicial system and and how the justice system works for us as African-American um, I think that uh, that set a trend because yeah. you look at it you, you look at it since 2012 since the death of Trayvon um, since the acquittal of Trayvon and the uh, uh, since the acquittal of Trayvon, and since the the presidency of of Trump, people feel more empowered to do things to our young black men and women um, today than more than ever. 
Yeah, there's been a shift in 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 yeah. the culture for sure. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, there's been that shift. Um, now that leads me to think just how much more important it is um, as dads. You know, if we were important 10, 20 years ago in this climate, how much more do you think, you know, how much more is it that our boys need men like you in the community, need their father's presence because they need to be taught uh, these lessons, how to engage, how to protect themselves. Um, so have you had to have those conversations um, with your boys? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and, and especially with my youngest, my youngest, um, Tyler, he's six years old now. Um, and he, Tyler, uh, Tyler is what, and, and I just can't help but to call him a blessing. As I said, he was, uh, Tyler was conceived in March or April, 2012. Mm -hmm. And he was born, he was born January 1st, 2013. So I looked at it as I lost a son the second month, uh, um, second month of February, 2012. And here it is the first day of the new year. I have a son. Wow. And so I kind of, I, I, I don't, I don't, I kind of protect him in a way that uh, he's, man, and, and people, I, I talk to, I, I talk to my brothers and my brothers always tell me that that's Trayvon. Mm. He, I mean, he's, he does everything that Trayvon does. I mean, he acts just like him. He's under me just like him 24 yeah. seven. When he, first thing he do when he come home, you know, he, he hugging me or he kissing me, you know, it's just, we have a bond that's, you know, we like very, very close. And so I have a comment, you know, he, he was born, he didn't know his brother, but by him watching TV being engaged, he know, you know, so, so I have to, uh, you know, I really have to uh, break scenarios and situations down to him and let him know um, that this world can end up being it's, it's a it's a cruel world out there if you let it grab you by if you let the bull grab you by the horns instead of you grabbing the bull by the horns mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be a rough time in your life um one thing that i do do is i explain to him the x and o's of life okay uh, but we shouldn't you know as 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 parents we shouldn't have to have a blueprint as to what our children do when they walk outside of our doors. Mm. We shouldn't have to, but it's wise to give them the blueprint. Right. Let, me, let me protect you. Let me, let me give you that extra protection. To make, um, to make sure gonna, you come home that, at night. That's right. That's gonna, this is going to help you get home. Um, I did have those conversations with my, old, my other kids. I had the conversation with Trayvon. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's just an unfortunate that um, the assailant of Trayvon had an ulterior motive, and and so you know he did, he was you know we talk conflict resolution all the time with our right. kids. Right, um, right. I, we we sent him to. Uh, I have a good friend that was a um, city of Miami police. Um, he ran. He was in internal affair internal affairs, and he ran a youth program and. And uh, I, my kids have been involved in the youth program all of their lives. Um, 
along with the five five thousand role models. So they definitely knew uh, conflict the resolution, how to avoid certain situations, um, how to respect your elders, and and so that's that's kind of the giving them the blueprint to make it home safe. But what do we do when that blueprint doesn't work? Mm. And so that's that's the conversation that you know we're ha- I'm having with with the, a six year old now today. Yeah, I imagine a lot of fathers are having a lot of conversations with their kids, with their boys that they didn't imagine having to have. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing I'm thinking, I'm asking myself, um, even as I observe this thing play out um, uh, from the sidelines, um, before, like a lot, like most people, before, you know, you lost your son, I did not know you. And even when... Mm -hmm the news broke about you losing your son. I still didn't know you, mm-hmm. but I, so 2012, what was that? 2012, my son was born. I had, I had a mm-hmm. brand, my only son, my only mm-hmm. son. And so when I saw that, it hit me in a way that, I, that news like that never hit me before because I had just become a father of a boy, you know? And so, and so when I was watching that, um, even though I didn't know you, it was like I was feeling myself losing my son. A lot of, you know what, you, you, I, I, I get that. Um, I think that's, a, that's what makes us, us as uh African descent. That that's the beauty of us. Um, that we we are we are very sensitive to other people issues. Right, right. So here's the thing, right? So the that was a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That was also the night of the basketball all stars. All star. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that vividly because I didn't sleep that night at all. Nor did I sleep the other night, and I mean that's nothing compared to you. But here I am in my in my little house with my kids, and here being deeply impacted by this, and I became enraged. I mean, enraged like I've never been before for this kid, for his parents, for the community. Enraged at just the way, like I got angry. Mm-hmm. I got angry. I mean, I got pissed. Yeah. And, yeah. and and so I and, and I look at you and the, the way you guys went through all that with such class and I say, you know, we we have anger, we get but we have all kinds of emotions and I don't know how I'd be able to process that, you know, but you um and again, I mean, we go through things and we have our moments, but the, just thinking of how I felt not being in it, I can only imagine you and, and, and what you were going through. Um, so, so for what it's worth, man, it's like, I, you know, I think people were expecting to see the anger, but you displayed so much more, which is what I'm getting at is, you know, as men, we do have those emotions. We, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. You know, people expect us to be angry but we um we 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 are just now 
maybe being allowed to show those emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think uh, for the most part, for years we've been we definitely been um, we put ourselves in a situation whereas we hid our emotions, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I just think that um, you know I look at the image. Uh, there's an image of me um, on Getty Images, um, which I, w- I was at a podium somewhere uh, speaking, and tears were rolling down my face, and they kind of sort of had the American flag illuminating in the back of me. Um, and somebody took the image and said, um, "This is uh, this is sort of it was sort of like um, emotions of a father or something like that." And that that's that's something that as a as a dad that we we often um, we just don't we just don't express our emotions in the public like that you know yeah. we, you know we feel that is we feel as though it's not uh, it's not masculine for for us to do that when in fact it's the total opposite. I you agree, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it shows it shows that you are human. We are human. Hundred percent. And I just felt as though I, I, I lost something that I never thought I would lose. Um, and if I sat up, if I sat back and held in my emotions for losing something that meant so much to me, then I feel as though that would, that, that's, a, that's an issue in itself. Right, um, right. Let me tell you, man, that what you, uh, everything you just said is the reason why one of the things, one of the campaigns we run is something called Manfident. Because there's all this stuff out there about masculinity and toxic masculinity and that to be a man, you got to fight, you got to be tough, you got to have a bunch of kids and not and who, and forget about them, right? Not necessarily be responsible, just be able to have a lot of kids, yeah. be angry all the time. And, you know, one that we call it manfident and manfident really is showing the, the, the true and correct meaning of manhood right the fact that we have Mm -hmm. we have other emotions beyond anger that we don't have to fight to be a man that's that's i mean that's just that's uh i think that society has has placed a a label on on what manhood is really supposed to be i think i think we and and that's why the circle of fathers we're, we're, we're you know this year's this year's theme is redefining fatherhood Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's because of the, the the things that you just said. That you know, we feel as though we have to we have to put on this facade, and we're the toughest person in the world, and uh, we we you know we we have to have a thousand kids to to define what right. a man is. That's not being a man. Oh no! You know, any uh, any 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 guy can go and have a thousand kids. Yep. But it takes a real man to be a father. Yes, sir. And so, and 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 so that's that. This year's event thing, redefining fatherhood. That's what this is all about. Um, and I think this probably will be one of the, probably one of the most powerful conferences that we've had in a while. Um, and, and so I'm excited about it. Um, you know, it's, we we creating a real buzz about it. Uh, I think and I think one of the most important components of it all is talking about the the uh, mental health state of fathers 
And I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. We we often uh, when we talk about um, mental health, the the perception of mental health is you know straight jacket, mental home issues like that, and that's far from the truth. Um, we have to get out and let them know that mental health issues are, you know, our young black boys out here uh, shooting down each other. Uh, it's just an incident that happened the other day. Young man, uh, young man and his uh, set six, seven-year-old uh, son were gunned down um, in, wow. in, uh, in Miami Gardens, man. And um, that that just that hit to the core. Uh, wow. Even, even with the young men that were uh, ran down on the bus stop, in North Miami, that you know, you let's let's look at the mental health effect. You know, how is that going to affect their fathers? How is that going to affect their family? Exactly, exactly. I mean, when when we talk about men and and depression, right? There, the prevalence mm-hmm. of men in depression is is through the roof. When you mm-hmm. look deeper into those numbers, a large number of the men dealing with depression are fathers yeah they are fathers you know and so you know with so the mental health component man you know and that whole myth right that whole myth as a man i don't need any counseling um that in many cases that is the best thing a man can get a father can get and counseling doesn't have to be sitting in an office you know it's counseling Um, it doesn't have to be getting a diagnosis and taking medication, although there's a place for it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. there's just some things that happen and, you know, medication is medication. If you broke a leg, there'd be no doubt that you'd go to the hospital, get it, medication. Oh, yeah. get the medicine for that. The mind is the same way, if not more important, you know, yeah. and, and this idea that as men and fathers, we got to be tough and we can work through those things without any help. That is really uh, doing a disservice uh, to to father, to men, yeah, to our families. Um, one of the things we talk about in being manfident and and dadfident is that you're an anchor for your family. And if you're going to be an anchor, if you're going to be a foundation, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to take care of your mental, to take care of your mind. Yeah. We- Oh, yeah, because we, you know, we always talk about that foundation and the pillars of that foundation. You know, even though the father is the is, you know, we know that the father is the anchor of that foundation. But what surrounds what what helps build that structure is the people around you, your family. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even though even though I look at it as we being the foundation, the structure around that foundation is 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 so so important and. You know, I think that um, that's something that we we need to uh, put out there and let it resonate with 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 our young men. Um, let it, you know, let that sink in. Your foundation, your structure, man. What what you know, what you build around you. Um, and so, as fathers, we we try to, you know, we can we can't control who come in our lives, who our soulmates are. But once our soulmate come into our life. Uh, we need to understand how we how we're gonna build together and be you know and make it make it last forever. And so um, I think it, I just 
you know, I, I, I tell myself all the time, if I'm uh, at, at 50, I'll be 53 years old this year. Um, and if I had half of the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that I had, you know, if, you know, if I had it 25, 30 years ago, um, I, I think that, you know, I could have did some adjusting in my life and I would probably be, you know, in a different situation. Um, but one thing I always say is, you know, you, you learn from your mistakes and, and I don't regret my, I don't regret my life at all. I just know that, yeah. you know, I could have made some adjustments down the road yeah, uh, yeah. And for my family, not for me, but for my family. Yeah. I mean, that's the story of life, man. I mean, you're saying that at 50 plus I'm sitting here uh, younger than you are. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, if I knew some things 20 years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd have yeah, done yeah. some things differently. So we're always going to say that. But what I want to commend you on is that you seem to have taken this knowledge, have taken this experience. You seem to have taken uh, this trauma and you flipped it. You know, you didn't let it beat you down or keep you mm -hmm. down. You're now taking it and pushing it forward and planting some seeds for for generations to come you know and this and this is this is why we're having this conversation because this is what's not discussed within the black community when it comes to fathers you know this is what's not seen when it comes to some of the good that's happening within the community and that's what this series uh that's what this series is about so I think I think it's a great thing that you're doing, um, uh, especially you know getting fathers involved. Um, I, I, like I said, I just you know Father's Day is, is truly a month uh, where we need to recognize, and so uh, that this year what we're doing with the Circle of Fathers, we're we're having what we call an unsung hero, mm -hmm. where we're trying to get we, we're trying to, and that unsung hero is you know a dad that's in the community. Or that's in the household that you know nobody knows about. There's a lot of them, man. There's a lot, a of, lot of them. Oh man. yeah, and so we're 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 trying to get the the families to actually, um, you know, nominate their fathers. Uh, we can only do so many, but there's a lot of unsung heroes out there, man, that we really don't know about. Yeah. Um, Father's Day, Father's Day is right around the corner, um, and. Where uh, they're having an event out at um, uh, Dwayne Wade Senior is having an event. He has an event that he has every year. Uh, I think he's having it at North Miami. It's going to be at North Miami High School, um, where it's, it's a three-day event where he's honoring fathers uh, and the things that they do, and they're having a picnic and uh, they're going to have a kickball game, a softball game, where they just want. Uh, fathers and their families to come out and just be a part of it, and so uh, I think that's 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 huge. And I that's gonna be you know, it's, it's gonna be big in our in the communities because um, now now it's really now it's the time to you know let's say okay we got to get back on track. Yeah, as fathers, we have to get back on track because there's just too much uh, there's just too much turmoil in the streets right now. Yeah, there's a huge need. There's a huge need. Huge. Anytime. Listen, man, our families, our families are afraid to go to the store. 
you know, I, I don't, you know, I try not to let my wife go to the gas station and pump gas by herself. You know, it's just, I don't know, man. Our, our, our children are, uh, you know, they're getting caught up in, in so so much of the social media. Uh, I think social media has a huge role in the destruction of black men and women. Mm. Um it's between social media and uh, reality TV shows. I, I refuse to watch uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I refuse to watch it because it, uh, or 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 either Love and Hip Hop Miami. I refuse to watch it for the simple fact that it goes against everything that we're trying to do. Right. as as men you know it, it just goes against it. yeah, it's entertainment yeah. and, and it, it's yeah it's undoing what you're it's tearing down what you're, uh, what you're trying to build what we're trying to do it right? yeah yeah there's, there's you look at it what what those shows are predicated on or sex drugs and alcohol yeah you know and and this it's just and and so our children watch it and they figure you know that this is my outlet. This is how I'm going to get out of it. And truth be told, many of those many of those people are are living day to day, and so yeah. they're not you know they're not taking the mascara off and telling the telling the kids the true story behind uh, success or failure um, behind those shows. And, and mm-hmm. you know it, it gives a negative. It just gives a negative a negative vibe to the to the black family. You know, you look at a show and. I went, the women on the show that, you know, if they're not arguing, they're throwing alcohol on each other right, or fighting. Right. That's, it's that's, just that's, a bad look, man. It's bad a bad look. look. And I got to yeah. tell I got to tell you, it, it keeps bringing me back to, to the importance of dads being present, being oh, yeah. involved, being oh, engaged. Yeah. When I come home and when they need someone to talk to about that, I can actually guide the conversation. If you're engaged with your kids, they call you up. You can say, "Hey, listen. I know that's what they said, but here's the true reality." You right know? Right and you can right only right you can only do that if you have that relationship with your kids. If you that's right. right, if you're not there, then they're just gonna get that from all kinds of places and and take it as truth when in fact it's not. Yeah, I, you know, our, our children are so. I mean, it's. To influence a child nowadays, it doesn't take much. Oh, no. Um, no. It doesn't take much. You know, our kids, like I said, social media has, social media has taken, uh, ha- social media has replaced family time. Uh, it was a time where, as a family, we would sit together, we would eat together, and now it's, okay, you fix your plate and you go up in your room and you get on, you know, you on social media, you Snapchatting or you on Instagram or whatever. That's, it's taking away family time. It is. Uh, it is. And I think that my my, my six year old, you know, he he loves uh, YouTube, and you know, but I'll take the phone from him. Hey, take, put the phone down, grab a book. Oh yeah, there's not. Listen, technology for is it has good and bad, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. House for so much, but again, there just has to be some parameters, and you know, you being older, being wiser, having seen some things. I keep going back to it, right? They need you to implement those parameters. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
And so uh-huh. you can't, you can't, you can't give up when they push back, you know, no. which is something that fathers, you know, they, when the kids push back, they throw their hands in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, say, I say, dad, and, you can't do that's that. That's when you're giving up. Yeah. I that's say, when dad, you can't give up. That's just no. a, that's a sign of that you've given up. Man, I said, dad, you can't do that. They're supposed to push back. They're yeah. supposed to go in the room <laughs> and slam that's the door and tell you, I hate you. But that, that means that's when you're doing your job. That's when you yeah. know you're doing your job. Yeah, because at that point, you're separating being your child's friend and being your child's parent. That's what's up. You're they separating. Need to, they need and, to know and, that. And that's, what, that's what, and that's what the children don't understand. When you start separating you know, those two, uh, that's, when, that's when the real lesson begins. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's when the real lesson begins. My Tyler, Tyler tell me all the time, daddy, we best friend. You're my best friend. Yeah, I'm your best friend, but guess what? Mm. I'm your daddy. I'm your father. Oh yeah. So, no difference. No the difference. You know, no the difference. Uh, I think, I think it's how we discipline our children. Um, because I came up in the era where, um, my, my, the way I got, the way I, the way, the whoopings that I received, um, <laughs> nowadays we call it child abuse. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strict disciplinary, uh, you know, when it comes to my kids. Um, but it's how you discipline them. You know, yeah. it's, it's the relationship you build with them. And so with, with, with the six year old, I can, you know, I can, my, my, my tone can elevate. Oh yeah. Just the look and, will do it. Yeah. And he shuts down. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and so that in itself, you know, I, 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 I firmly believe that our children have to fear us to a certain extent. Mm. They have to have some form of fear. If there's no form of fear, if they, if they don't, if they don't understand that, man, if, if I do bad in school, my parents will take this away from me. That's they, the type of fear I'm talking about. Yeah, they need it, to know the consequences. Exactly. It right. has to be it has to be a fear level because I had fear, you know, I, I knew that if I did something wrong, you know, what 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 were the consequences? Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. have to have our kids to understand, hey, there's consequences behind every wrong action that you do. Right, right. And 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 they know that again, man, because you're there. Because yeah. oh, you're yeah. there, you're present, day in and day out. You know, you know what they're when you're not there. You can't. Yeah, you can't implement yeah. no consequences if you're not yeah. around. You can't. Uh, and and not to say that just because you're not in the same household, even if you're in two separate households, you can still be there and be very impactful on the kid, 100%, 100%, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and this is yeah. another this is another myth that's out there, right? That because dads are not in the home, or they call them the broken homes, that now mm-hmm. that means the kids are suffering, and that he's not involved, and he's not parenting his kid. Families look different nowadays. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, and yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't to say that just because you guys aren't under one roof that your kid is is, is gonna uh, 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 not get your attention. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know what, Tracy? We can we can go on and on and on. Man, I know. <laughs> I uh, I have to tell you, man. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I I, I have as well. I have as well, man. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you reached out, boss lady. 
<laughs> but but it's a conversation that's you know this conversation that we need, man. And and listen, Doctor uh, Doctor Mercer, anytime that you you want me to come on and be a part of your your podcast, I'm more than willing to do it. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that. Trust me, I'm gonna hold you to that. And like I said, we're gonna reach out and stay connected, um, stay involved. Um, tell us a little bit more. Now you were talking about the conference coming up. Um, for mm-hmm. people who are listening and would like to be engaged or get tickets or information, like what are you doing? Let and let us know how to find you. Well, you can uh, you can go on the it can go on the Trayvon Martin Foundation Trayvon Martin Foundation dot uh, org. Uh, find out, click on the Circle of Fathers link, uh, and it'll give you a lot more detailed information and instructions on how to uh, be a part of the the conference, uh, how to submit, um, how to submit a father for the unsung hero. Uh, but this year's conference, uh, as I said before, we're calling it Redefining Fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we really, we really want to chime on examining the disparities and the impact of the absent fathers, um, the public perception of African-American men, um, you know, uh, mental health illness, drug abuse, how that all affects us as, as, as families. Um, and, and so this conference, we're, going, we're trying to get uh, our young men involved. So we've reached out to the 5,000 role models, the 100 black men of America, uh, and, and, and the fraternities and the churches mm-hmm. being involved. Um, we're definitely going to have a panel. Uh, uh, we're going to have a panel dealing with grief uh, and, and fathers. And I, and I wanted, I actually wanted to reach out to the, to the young men, uh, the fathers of the young men that were, were hit on the, uh, on mm-hmm. that bus stop. Uh, in that tragic incident mm-hmm. and, and, and try to get them engaged in it because I know it's a difficult time for them as well. Yes. Um, and so this, this conference is just all about empowering our men, uh, our fathers and awesome, you know, just going back and going back to the, to the premise, the basis of what being a father truly is. And so the conference is, is August 3rd, 2000 and, uh, 2019 it'll be held uh the conference will be held at uh, miramar uh we're at back at the miramar uh cultural center uh, mm-hmm. city hall and uh, the dinner will be held at shula's restaurant in okay. Miami Lake. okay good good and you know what uh, we're gonna put all those links up put all that information in our show notes let me tell you man thank you for all you're doing you know thank you for accepting the challenge Thank you for not backing down because, you know, I can see that it's much needed, um, yeah. you know, and yeah. so we appreciate you, man. So, so one final question I wanted to ask, because um, I know I do it sometimes and other fathers I talk to, they, some of them do it, some don't. Uh, is there anything that keeps you up at night as, as a father, as a man? What? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I have a thing in my household, man, where where I have to make sure that my house is secure, safe, and sound. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that keeps me up is is you know I, you know I I, I want to be the protector, the provider of, of my household, and so um, I'm usually the last one to lay down and the first one to get up. You know I I just you know the security of my family is is what keeps me up at night. 
Um, and, and just knowing that, knowing that I, I've secured them at night, um, that I, that I've, I, mean, I, I go to room, I go from room to room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a must that, uh, that Tyler said, he says his prayers at night. Um, and, and so I'll go in his room and, and I'll get on my knees with him, say his prayers and I'll tuck him in. Those are the things that fathers are supposed to do. And so that's one of, you know, and, and once I get everybody, you know, tucked in and then in their respective places, I feel as though I can rest. And mm-hmm. so um, being able to lay down and close my eyes and, and say my prayers as well uh, at the end of the night, knowing that all my family is safe and sound, that, that, that's, that's what does it for me. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And I can relate to a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure a lot of fathers can relate to. Oh, yeah. Appreciate yes. that. I appreciate you and all that you do, Doc. Thank you, sir. Um, and this is where I'm going to leave you, all right? All right, much uh, love. Peace and blessings to you and your family. Well, guys, that was the second half of our conversation with Mr. Tracy Martin. I do sincerely hope that you enjoyed the conversation. Um, I hope that you learned the conversation. I hope you had some takeaways. Additionally, I hope that you will share uh, some of those takeaways, be it with other dads, um, be it with other moms or just other people you encounter, um, because we have a lot we can learn from his uh, experience. As always, we ask that you share your reviews, share your thoughts with us, share your comments. Uh, you can find Herdine, who's not with me today, but that's fine. Uh, she's actually f- making final preparations for our trip. Uh, share your thoughts and comments and ideas uh, with us. On, we're on Instagram at uh, The Wife Mentor or on my page, Dr. Jameson Mercier. Feel free to leave those reviews on iTunes or Stitchers, uh, Stitcher, uh, whatever comment you may have. And you can always find us on MercierWellness.com. Check out Tracy Martin's uh, foundation, the Trayvon Martin Foundation. You can find out more about the upcoming conferences and any other activities that uh, they are putting on. Thank you guys as always. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting us. Um, We can't wait for season two. But uh, right now, uh, we're just wrapping up season one. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for spreading the word. And uh, we hope you'll come back as we wrap up this series for yet another episode of the Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.